Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey guys, how are you? Hope all is well. It's, we're at the beginning of the second quarter, spring here in Orlando. It's a rainy Sunday when I'm uh, actually recording this, and I love Sundays. I think there's magic in Sundays. Um, I always feel a little bit magical. I'm a God girl, and I just love Sundays, you know? And by the way, a lot of people hate Sundays because they have to go to work. and Lately, it's been very busy in both of my businesses. And notwithstanding, I I find magic in every day or I try to. It does not mean I'm happy all the time, but I find magic, whether you have to create that in a routine, coffee, meditation, uh, being near water, pouring into yourself. For me, Sundays are usually like a low-key day a creative day, a unicorn entrepreneur day where I only I pour into myself and I do things that fill me up versus the things that deplete me. And maybe that's why I have such a positive correlation with Sundays and obviously usually church. And if I don't get to church or virtual church, I get into the word, which I usually do every day. And that's another way I fill myself up. But let's get to the topic at hand. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of the Unicorn Entrepreneur. So I got a question for you guys. Do you want to be a high performer? Well, it's very easy. (laughs) Get your emotional, or I should say it's very simple. It's not necessarily very easy. Get your emotional intelligence together. Cultivate it. Up-level it. Now, I love to study. Um, I love to pour into my mind information or good stuff. And I've been reading up a lot of studies, books, articles on what makes phenomenal leaders. And there is a correlation with emotional intelligence. So I fell down a rabbit hole of reading a whole bunch of very interesting psychological studies. And I actually just finished a book on emotional intelligence. I remember, I don't, I'm like, the emotional intelligence is in the title. I just can't remember the author. I'll put it in the show notes. And I just love it. Like I felt uh, the concept of emotional intelligence is relatively new in, in the psychology world. And it's a truth. And that is the basis of everything I do connected to this podcast, my courses, just my life, emanating positive truth and up-leveling people. And when I say it's the truth, it's just a principle that's true that you can see and and test it in every situation. And and it's just relatively new that people are sort of parsing out emotional intelligence from IQ or traditional intelligence. 
in a study that I read, 90% of high performers have high emotional intelligence. And this is the other part that blew my mind. Um, well, not really, if you understand the concept, but it just blew my mind how clear the correlation is that people who are high, who score high in the emotional intelligence test and their tests out there that you can take. And if you just can observe, you can tell that they're a person who self-regulates their emotions and others very well. They make way more money than people who score low. And the heart of being an entrepreneur or the, the, if you simplify what you, what you do is you're making money for a business. Now, the why and all of that, that's very important, but you have to be able to make money. And it, I'm just obsessed with high performers, leaders, um, people who are of excellence. And I study all the things and traits that people like that have. And I eat the fish and throw away the bones. So I invite you to do the same with any information that you get from this podcast. So emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize and understand emotions in yourself and others, and your ability to use this awareness to manage your behavior and relationships. Now, unlike traditional intelligence or IQ, which is determined at birth, emotional intelligence can be cultivated. So let me dive into that a little bit. Now, you don't know everything you need to know when you're born, but your capacity to learn new concepts and the way in which you learn those things predetermined. So if you're a small capacity intelligent person, you just might not be as, you know, uh, smart as like score as high in the IQ test as someone else, for instance. That is determined at birth. And obviously there's tricks and hacks that we all can learn to sort of uh, within a range beyond the higher end of whatever we naturally have, but it is what it is. It's finite. Emotional intelligence can be cultivated. And I love the things that can be cultivated because that means that you can wake up earlier and use grit and up-level yourself and there's no excuse. So I love that. And it's just something that takes a lot of practice. For some people, it, it feels abstract. It isn't. It's very practical. Because if you look at the definition, to recognize and understand the emotions in yourself. So that is a lot of times I recently took a printed out an emotions chart or emotions wheel. And now instead of saying, I'm mad, I'm upset, I'm not it. You know, there's five basic emotions that all of our emotions derive from. Some people simplify it into two, love, fear. And now I actually look at the chart to try to articulate with more specificity what it is I'm feeling. Like within the happiness, uh, within the feeling of happiness, joy, contentment, elation, various uh, ways in which you can be feeling emotions that come from the happiness emotion and the same with the fear emotion, et cetera, et cetera. So first thing is just being a student of yourself. You know, a lot of what's going on is because there's so much overstimulation 
as a result of the OWASH stim stimulation, we're constantly buffering with the different stimuli and the buffering is causing a disconnect. I call that default mode. It's just like, have you ever like driven the same routes to work every morning and then been really preoccupied one day and just kind of snapped out of, you know, being preoccupied with your thoughts and like, wait, how did I get to work? Well, ding, 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 ding. That, that's what I'm talking about. That's default mode. There's a memory. So now you can kind of sort of do it on autopilot. People are now feeling on autopilot, right? So identifying how you're feeling, identifying how others and perceiving how other people are feeling, and then being able to manage your feelings in relationship to someone else's feelings and maneuver in such a way that's consistent with your values, <laughs> consistent with your intentions, consistent what, with the greater good of whatever you're trying to accomplish in that relationship or situation, that is high emotional intelligence. So the culture that we live in now, the pop-off culture, the culture of the clap back, the culture of instant gratification, I would say this is something you have to be very mindful and work it every day until they knock the coffin. Uh, because this is just, this stuff makes me have goosebumps. Okay, so let me continue. There's no known connection between IQ and EQ. I'm gonna get back to the point I just didn't finish, but I wanted to say there's no known connection because some people may never have heard this concept. So you can be extremely intelligent. We all know the Sheldon Coopers of the world or just we all know somebody who may be very highly intelligent, but they're not very empathetic. They're not very aware of other people's feelings and emotions and how the way in which they're behaving or the stimuli that they're putting in the universe is affecting that person. So in those type of personalities, there's a lot of misinterpretation, miscommunication and conflict. So what I was saying about the pop-off culture, if you know how the brain works, emotions come, from, come into our bodies from the spinal cord, the back of the brain. And then they travel to the middle brain, the limbic system. I hope I'm saying it right. And that's where we feel. That's when you feel. So if you know very reactive people, and we all as human beings have reacted, reacting without thinking the reason being is that your feelings into your body through your spinal cord the back base of the neck they move into the midbrain where you feel and uh or the primitive brain and then there's the front of the brain right the prefrontal cortex this is where the rational person lives inside of you this is where the logic this is where the decision this is where you get to choose how you think about the way in which you feel this is where you get to decide how you are going to react versus respond but what happens a lot of the times is that before we can allow that emotion to get to the prefrontal cortex or the front of the brain we have already popped off now, this is not only about conversations. This has to do with emotional intelligence affects a lot of things. Uh, highly emotionally intelligent people are very good at time management. 
They're very good at conflict resolution, stress tolerance. They're very good at communicating, okay? Communicating very well. They don't allow people to get a rise out of them. Now, it makes sense when you know this information, why high performers make more money, why high performers lead teams better, have more successful businesses. Think about it. You're going to have to, this is so big, as an entrepreneur, you must first be highly skilled at self-management, being intentional about your thoughts, irrespective of how you feel. To the extent you can manage your mind, your emotions, before you can manage your customers, before you can manage a team, before you can manage a big book of business, you have to be able to manage yourself. It just has to happen. And so a lot of people come up to me, some of my clients, oh, they want to be an entrepreneur. They have a business idea. I believe that anybody can be successful at being an entrepreneur, but they have to become committed at managing their mind, managing their thoughts, um, managing themselves. That's the first person you manage. If you can't manage yourself successfully, if you cannot manage your personal checking account, you're not going to be able to manage a business checking account. Now, if you're within the sound of my voice and you're like, oh my goodness, I have a business and I'm so bad, I should just quit. Uh-uh. This is your opportunity to level up. Let's go to that prefrontal cortex. Let's do that. Okay, sweethearts and love bugs and unicorns. Let's do that. Let's put down the ways in which we are emotional. Let's write down on a list of paper the ways in which we are emotionally intelligent in the ways that we're not emotionally intelligent. And let's sharpen that knife. It's just that, you know, if you don't have these things, I will say this, this is my personal story here. Being an entrepreneur has forced me to learn how to manage my mind and therefore be a bet the best version of myself. I consistently have to manage my customers um, I have to deal with, you know, across here from society. So then there's great people, there's irrational people, there's, you know, all of the things. And then you have to manage your team. You have to be able to hire. You have to be able to implement systems. If you're just going to be a solopreneur, you have to be able to create systems for yourself. Because if you go on vacation, your business should still be streamlined. Somebody should be able to, I call it, if you the get hit by the bus rule. We all said that that's too morbid. So I said, now I change it to like, you know, retire and sell lemonade and the beach rule. Meaning if I decide I no longer want to run one of my businesses, a great book to read is Build to Sell. The business should be able to run without me. I should be able to hand it over to somebody and be like, all right, I'm done with that. What's next? First of all, if you're in integrity, you owe that to your clients and you owe that to the people in which you employ and you owe that to yourself. But being an entrepreneur has has gifted me uh, the ability to understand my emotions, choose my thoughts, um, not just because I became an entrepreneur and then boom, I can do those things because I became an entrepreneur and I realized that it requires consistently having to fail forward. I think the people who are the most successful are the people who can fail forward, adjust, adapt, be pliable, pivot. And then you don't want to internalize. So if you have a bad, you know, a client who leaves a bad review, somebody who wants a refund and an employee calls out sick on the same day or in the same week, 
if you don't have high emotional intelligence, you can have a panic attack, you can be depressed, you can hate your life. <laughs> if you don't know how to, first of all, know how to think about it, know how to respond and not react to it. it there's just so many things. So be, it's been a blessing for me in that way. And I, I continue to read the books, listen to the podcast, research the issues and up-level myself because there's consistently a new level. And I think that's why everyone should have a big fat juicy goal or two that they're always pushing towards. It doesn't matter how successful you get, there should be another big fat juicy goal consistent with your values and your purpose of being a human being that you're aspiring to be because the growth is where the beauty and the magic it's magical. <laughs> it's magical, unicorns. Being a business owner is magical. You get to help people. You get to choose your customers. You get to make money. You get to choose your price. You get to choose how much money is in your bank book. It's magical. It's like a magical playground. That's how I think about it. And um, you can sit on the bench or you can get out in the arena. I would say, come, come on out here. It's fun. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert the tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. Okay, so I decided for this podcast, I'm not going to give you guys a list of things of ways to be more emotionally intelligent because with this, well, I'm going to give you one ways and multiple ways within that one way to work at being emotionally intelligent. And my homework assignment is just pick one, pick one and work at it for a week and then pick another, do the second one and the third one. And then tell me if you don't see a difference. But here's the work. You have to have your prefrontal cortex in control and not your midbrain that's primitive and doesn't want to do anything that it's the emotions are not telling it to do. Okay. The brain is designed, human beings are designed to be emotional, but we have a prefrontal cortex. That's what makes us different from a lot of other um, animals and species. And if you're utilizing it, you're operating, you're an alien on a whole different planet. No one can make you pop off. Nothing your staff or battery is not going to ruin your day. It's like awesome. You know, I'm not 100% there to work, but I'm, whew, I'm, I'm way further along than I was before. And it's just beautiful. It's like 70 degrees, cumulus clouds. Because here's the thing, and, and I'll, I'll get into it when I'm um, listing off the things. The number one way to cultivating higher um, emotional IQ is self-awareness. And 
don't let self-awareness not mean anything to you because it's been it's used in a very vague way and it's one of those terms like love and and happiness that are just so big that sometimes how broad it is makes it sort of not be hold a concise meaning when you hear it automatically but i will say this these are three or excuse me four ways in which you can be more self-aware and let me tell you i thought number one tooth and nail because I'm busy. I made a lot of drama up about having to, like, I lied to myself. And so I don't know how to do this. It's so simple. Journaling. My therapist has been telling me to journal forever. Every, anybody, guru, anything you read is going to say journal. And I realized I was overcomplicating it. I thought the handwriting had to be pretty. I had to have X amount of words. I simplified it. Anytime you find yourself complicating something, that's just drama. That's just, that's just the part of you that wants to stay in default mode. And, and you have to sort of talk to him or her and be like, "Mm -mm, no, 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 no. We're, we're leveling up. We're not doing that. So I've been going through some things, personal stuff and, you know, everything's great, but life, right. We all have to go through ups and downs. So I decided to journal and I've been journaling for about a month and the growth you have to take the thoughts out your head and examine them. It makes you aware. And I've had some epiphanies. Today I had a big like breakthrough epiphany, a, a truth about myself that I've never been able to see. And I'm like, whew, what else is in there that I'm not aware of? And I'm so grateful because I'm like, okay, now I need to work on this. This is a big deal that I'm now aware of this about myself that I was never aware of. And, and those epiphanies can only happen if you write. And then let me tell you how I've made it simple. I keep I keep like two or three journals um, with pens of my choices around. One is on like in my bedroom, one is in my office and one is in my kitchen counter. I actually been just leaning towards using one. And I just do a thought download in the morning. So that's when I just, anything I can think of, I write one page or half a page or two. I don't complicate it. It could be anything. Like I'm thankful to get up. Oh, I'm feeling really tired. Um, I'm really unhappy with this team member, like whatever. The, and I'll just keep on going, keep on going. So I, literally you'll feel lighter and happier after doing it. Sometimes I just do the thought download and I don't examine the thoughts. Sometimes I'll take one thought and really examine it. And is it rational? Is it true? The thing about thoughts is that a lot of times they're not true. (laughs) This is the limbic, emotional, primitive brain just doing its thing. And and sometimes you have to uh, look at the thought and like, oh, that's a lie from the pits of hell. That's not true. Here is the evidence. And I'm a list girl that it's true or untrue. And it just sometimes, it just, then you free yourself from the the bondage of the lie of the thought in your head that's rolling around untrue, causing you to feel like crap. Because your thoughts, your feelings happen and then you have a thought. We can control what we think. And that's a whole nother, another episode. Um, and we can replace thoughts. And whew, that's the next level stuff. Let's just stick here, self-awareness. So sometimes I'll journal about a particular thing and I do it in a similar way. I'll just ask a lot of questions around it. I'm on a weight loss journey right now. So I might just like, uh, I'm, I'm on a particular food lifestyle diet that's been working for me. And I'll just like 
oh, I feel really good now. I lost this much weight, but and then I'll decide, all right, I'm just going to put a couple dots, like three sentences, four sentences about that thought. And sometimes I go longer. So my point is I keep it simple and it, it's very helpful. And it's just something that I've heard for years. And I've been told by multiple people that I respect that I, I resisted and I missed out. <laughs> I missed out. So please don't miss out. Please do. And you can do it on your phone. I, I like the pen and paper. There's something about it. Now, second, get out of default mode. Ask yourself and and inside the journal, you can do it. Ask yourself why you do the things you do. So if you popped off at somebody who cut you off, (laughs) I don't know why I like the word pop off. Pop, pop. You popped off at somebody who cut you off in chocolate and then you felt crappy. Then you came home and you were like a jerk to everybody because that kind of got all up in your mood, funky, got you into a funky mood. I think that it was writing down, why did I flip that person off and cuss them out? And, and making a list of, did that serve you? How'd that make you feel? Giving somebody else control over your emotions, what you could have done differently. Maybe something is simply why. Like if you can't justify your behavior, if your behavior is not consistent with the values or who you want to be, then we need to change them change your behavior but oh wow Tisha, that's crazy why did you do that and then up level and meet the new felicia who doesn't do that silly thing this is another one don't judge your feelings of good or bad if you have a feeling like oh felicia you're so lazy you didn't work out today uh if i have that feeling or thought the thought could be tired the, the thought would be what i just said then don't judge it just identify, just, just accept it. It's a thought. It's neutral. Don't give it any power. So it's a thought. And then you can think about, all right, first of all, is it true? I'm a lawyer. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's good to examine everything and give it a litmus test and see if it's true, you know? And, and, and sometimes I'll have a thought like, oh, you're lazy. And then I'll make a list of the things that I did. I do a time audit and I realized, oh, you recorded a podcast. You paid the bills. You exercised. You walked the dog. Uh, this could be a day off. And I'm like, oh, that, that thought is a lie. That's not true. But ask why you do the things you do. So it might be, why didn't you work out? And, and the answer could be, I did all those other things. And the conclusion you can come to is, you know what, I'm not going to, on my magical Sundays, when I have all those other things to do, work out. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep the Sundays magical without the, the workout. And the last one is the most important one, guys. Learn to accept discomfort. That uncomfortable feeling, that feeling of, oh, you shouldn't have done that, Felicia. Oh, that's not the, that's not consistent with your values. And I don't like talking about myself in the third person, but this is how the thoughts go in my head. Um, <laughs> self, you know, I'm not happy with this, or I'm embarrassed about that. That's fine. Don't judge yourself. Learn. Okay. That's not consistent with my values. That's not who I want to be. So I'm no longer going to do that because we get to control our actions, right? So the emotional intelligence is like a big one. Like the mind work of being an entrepreneur is just as, if I, it's actually more important than the 
the marketing metrics and the this and the that because a lot of stuff comes up when you start up leveling unicorns. I so enjoyed this episode and until we meet again, let's go get a unicorn. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.